0: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hi, I'm Sarah Gregory, and today I'm talking with Dr. Alana Osun, a specialty registrar at St. George's University Hospitals in London. We'll be discussing the poem she wrote expressing her feelings about COVID-19. Welcome, Dr. Osun. Hi. I'm really excited about this. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get started. What is a registrar in a hospital?
1: So, broadly and speaking, a registrar is a specialty doctor of approximately equivalent level to a chief resident in the U.S. or potentially a fellow, depending on how far along in one's training one is. Um, I'm a first-year registrar, so I've been a doctor for five years. Um, And in the UK, it's slightly different than in the US because we have slightly shorter medical school, which lasts for five or six years. And then we have a broader-based training following medical school. And then you enter into specialty training, which is registrar training. Interesting. Okay. So what do you do for your job
0: as a registrar?
1: So my job involves doing lots of different things. Before the coronavirus crisis, it involved doing clinics face to face and operating. I operate with a consultant, usually, which is the equivalent of an attending in the US, and I do a variety of elective and emergency work in the operating theatre from operations like tonsillectomies and grommet insertions to emergency operations like tracheostomies and deep-space neck infection drainage. That's a normal day-to-day, but I also work on the ward and do on-call shifts. So I have weeks where I'm the registrar on call and also days where I'm on call overnight from my home. So you're
0: on... um ear, nose, and throat specialist.
1: Is that right? Yeah. I'm currently doing rhinology and a little bit of head and neck, but my training, more broadly speaking, is in ear, nose, and throat.
0: Are you working on COVID-19?
1: So I work for the National Health Service, and as a result, I am working on COVID-19. It is a national service in the UK, but the response to the crisis varies locally because of the variation in pressures and the issues that have been caused by coronavirus. For me, I work in a big teaching hospital in London, so we've had comparatively quite a few coronavirus cases. And as part of the coronavirus response, I was actually redeployed to general medicine for six weeks until very recently. I hadn't had a general medical job for more than four years, so that was an interesting experience for me. But I'm now back to doing ear, nose, and throat, which still involves treating COVID-positive patients and potentially positive patients. Uh, in particular, the ENT surgery department have been doing tracheostomy and airway management for the coronavirus patients, and I've been involved in doing that as well when, since my redeployment to back to ENT.
0: What inspired you to write this poem?
1: I was actually at work when I wrote it during a relatively quiet on-call at the beginning of the coronavirus period. And it was an unusually quiet on-call, and I was thinking about how easy everything seemed to be despite the fact that we were in a, in the midst of a pandemic. I had arrived at work via a very relaxed cycling commute where there was no traffic. The weather was nice, which was very unusual for London in March. Um, and it was all very different to what we had all imagined it would be. In the hospital, we'd been briefed and we'd been doing simulations that were suggesting that we'd be practicing battlefield medicine and be on a constant war footing with adrenaline-carrying all of us from one critically ill patient to the next, and that we'd be surrounded by death and decay and destruction. Um, And clearly there will be areas of exception where that is akin to what's happening. But I think for most people, the reality of living through the pandemic, as a doctor or otherwise, is very different to that. And clearly the specifics of the situation will vary Country to country and location to location, even within a country. And lockdown will look very different in different places. I was responding to how things were in the UK, but I think that what we're experiencing is similar to what a lot of other people are experiencing. In the UK, we've had a lot of rhetoric about medical professionals being heroes and a lot of propaganda that's reminiscent of the Blitz propaganda during World War II. Um, But for all of the talk of the invisible mugger, as our Prime Minister put it, there are actually no villains to fight or bombs falling. My generation have been raised on super HD, CGI superhero films. And the baby boomers in the US might remember the Bay of Pigs and Vietnam and the Cold War. And before them, the greatest generation will have experiences of the Second World War. And even in medieval and ancient times, plagues didn't behave like this one is doing. Everyone should be familiar with the Black Death and bubonic plague, but even other epidemics and pandemics like the anthrax epidemic in the early 2nd century ravaged the population and left people disfigured and missing lumps of flesh. So This new paradigm where we're faced with a silent killer that can even be infecting people asymptomatically and behaves not unlike the common cold or the flu for many people is new and incredibly disconcerting. And the dichotomy between expectation of what a plague, what a pandemic should be like, and the observable reality is jarring and confusing. Uh, I felt that the experience of looking around and not seeing or sensing anything observably different from normal, whilst at the same time being in the midst of a pandemic, was possibly fairly universal. So I wrote a poem about it. Have you written other poems? I've always been writing, and I have been writing poems for a long time. And I do other creative writing as well, like writing flash fiction, for example. But I only recently started publishing my poem for a variety of reasons, one of which is that obviously poetry is quite emotive and personal. Um, my most recent poem in the public sphere is one called "Prayer to a Parasite, which is in the January issue of the Journal of Medical Humanities. I think if, if you like a critique of coronavirus, which is my poem for the uh, Emerging Infectious Diseases journal, then you may well like Prayer to a Parasite. Um, You can tell I'm a fan of alliterative titles, I suppose, Um, and that's available online. Um, I'm also writing a collection of coronavirus poems of varying lengths. They're not all very serious. Some are much more jovial and flippant because... This has been going on for a while, and it will be with us for a while, and there are many different facets
0: to the experience of it. Okay, so what are you doing to relax besides writing poetry? Well, I don't know if writing poetry is always that relaxing, but
1: <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult to relax at this moment in time because everything's very different and strange. I would usually play Eton Fives, which is a doubles handball game, a little like squash with obstacles on the court that I don't believe is played in the U.S. or North America. Um, But we're not allowed to play that here because of social distancing and lockdown. So I'm not doing that. And I obviously can't see my family in person because of the lockdown. So I'm mainly just doing things that normal people do most of the time, like watching films and reading books and cycling, Doing a bit of writing, obviously, decorating my flat. Nothing very exciting.
0: Cooking? Are you cooking? That's what I've been doing. Tons of cooking.
1: I am not a talented cook, but I have been making some food. I'm surviving.
0: Okay, well, why don't you go ahead and read us your poem then? Sure.
1: So, my poem is called A Critique of Coronavirus. Why did the quiet descend? Does this plague not know that apocalypses come with fanfare, wails of lamentation, howls of wayward dogs, explosive blasts, or maybe silence? Just shop window glass crunching underfoot, puncturing the eerie nothing. Not quiet. Never quiet. Why does the sun still shine? Can it not see what transpires from its lofty throne above the earth? Read the room, sun. Now's the time for grayscale filter. Or maybe an eclipse. One last blinding ray of blazing flare to scorch the land boil the sea, to serve up des to whichever vengeful deity dines with us tonight. Not sunshine. Never sunshine. Why can I smell the tulips? I thought the virus wiped olfaction from our paltry list of powers. Or maybe smoke. You know, from voracious flames on our foliage and flesh the smog of industry of mushroom clouds why does that not sting my nostrils not flowers never flowers why does life go on inexorably is Ragnarok not supposed to happen around now where are the horsemen where are the double gates of paradise What a lame apocalypse. We've been sold a lemon. Or, maybe, pop culture eschatology isn't all it's cracked up to be. I thought the zombies would be roaming all my haunts by
0: now. Not life. Never life. Well, that certainly is a very interesting poem and evocative, and you read it wonderfully. Thanks. And thank you so much for taking the time to read it, Dr. Olson. You're very welcome. I hope everyone enjoys it. And thanks for joining me out there. You can read the July 2020 Another Dimension article, A Critique of Coronavirus, online at cdc.gov EID. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.